0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Nobody podcast with your host, Dr. Nobody. Thank you again for tuning in. The reception has been wonderful. I really appreciate it. It motivates me to keep going, even though I will. But it gives me affirmation that there are more than one listener listening to my podcast. So please keep them coming. It really helps. Um, But yeah, Welcome to Capitalizing on Opportunities episode. This episode is going to be more focused on me and my story uh, about opportunities that I had. And I had several opportunities in my life and how I was able to turn it from nothing to something that uh, would eventually change my college careers and my life. Everyone is handed opportunities. Some people don't know what it looks like. Some people don't want to take capitalize on them. But what we do with those gifts, yes, I'm going to call them gifts because as an adult person that has received many of these opportunities, they are definitely gifts eventually is left up to us. So what we do with these gifts, we have to do what we can with them. So it's your choice. I'll be very honest. I didn't want to go to college ever I really didn't. I never planned to. I never really thought about it. My dad was the one who pushed me to really apply to college. So I I did just to make him happy, but it wasn't for me at the time. I hated school. Uh, I liked my job as a, as a baker, but really just had no real true aspirations. My AP teacher also really helped me with convincing me to do the college thing uh, she was really good. She was really good at her job, especially teaching me biology. And I, I just want to take a moment and talk about her really quick. I don't usually name drop, nor do I give any reference to people um, who I talk about good or bad in this podcast. But Miss Tador really changed my life at um, Carney High School. Um, she really set me up for what I am now. Um, so if she ever listens in, thank you very much, Miss Tador. I really appreciate what you did for me and other students. Uh, We were a small class. Um, My grades were definitely not top notch when I was in high school. Also wasn't like a super A student or anything, but I I was in AP courses. Um, But my SAT scores were pretty good. Uh, I eventually applied, uh, thanks to her, to 15 different schools. And I got into four. The ones that really mattered were Rutgers and Kane. Um, the Rutgers, I didn't choose. Obviously, Rutgers is a name school. Kane was back in the day was like, man, uh, was because it was in Camden and I wasn't trying to die during my college career. Um, and I didn't get into my dream schools like Pitt or UPenn, which is fine. Uh, but my my AP teacher after, you know. Setting me up for college, whatever she had us take the AP tests, and obviously this is like another type of SAT, but just focused on biology. And I took it because she really pushed it, and she paid for it, uh, which was really nice. And I did really good. I think there, the scores back then, at least, uh, were like a four or five, and I got a four, which is was amazing. And what I didn't know was that if you scored really high on your AP, you could essentially skip a year of that subject in college. Now. I think that was back then, like really just how can I say it? a load of load of crap, Um, but I went with it and I was like, hey, if this is what I could do, let's do this. So I made a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, a lot of in-person meetings just to get this done while before college because I got accepted to Kane and I went to Kane and during my college stint in the first couple months of school because the goal was I would save time, money and accelerate my graduation. So I did it. I did it. And eventually Kane um you know like I said I was accepted to Kane, Kane accepted this course and I got to skip a whole year of biology. Basically the basic level versions of biology. And I was a, I was a freshman in sophomore and junior level courses, which was great. Um, but, uh, this simple story inadvertently set me up for immense success. You have no idea. Another thing about me that people that know me know this, but, uh, obviously listeners, you'll start learning about me with this is that I have OCD, um, and I'm starting to realize my son has OCD as well, and it's probably worse than mine. But I I have to organize everything, and I just can't leave anything undone. Um, it's just my thing. And when I submitted my college stuff, I needed to know ASAP. And I, I was very meticulous when I submitted all my stuff. So I did that, and that's that was part of the these things that led to these opportunities that I'm going to talk about in a second. Um, eventually, I got a job at CVS. And, um, you know, I'll tell this story again, eventually when it comes up, but essentially throughout my college career, I was working as a CVS technician, pharmacy technician, and that also set me up for success because I knew I wanted to do something in biology, but what I didn't know was I was going to do pharma stuff and knowing all these things in the pharmacy and drug names and all this things and stuff that I learned from the pharmacist really helped me out. But, um, Long story short, I obviously landed a job in a pharmaceutical marketing and advertising agency, and because of that technician job, it really helped me out with knowing and understanding terms and how it works in the pharmacy and blah blah blah. This is one of the first opportunities that really set me up for my career. Um, During the summer leading to my first year of college, I got a letter and it was to join a science program, and. I was, you know, obviously that's kind of dumb, you know, right. They, they knew I took the AP tests and they knew I was a good student and I like biology, whatever. But I I really was like, I kind of want to enjoy my summer. I don't want to be a nerd. Um, but my dad of course got wind of it and he pushed me to do it and I did it. Obviously I just kind of wanted to just play games and hang out with my cousins. I didn't do that. I did this program. I got to meet a lot of people in that program. uh, A lot of people that ended up being friends throughout my four years. Uh, So it was nice eventually. And then I got to meet people through this program and other programs as well. Um, It was a good character reference and uh, eventually for other programs. But just so you know, and I keep saying my father pushed me, you have to understand, and I've spoke about this before, is that my dad was extremely hardworking. He he wanted better for us, so me and my siblings always we weren't poor, but we didn't have a lot of money either we We definitely lived chit paycheck to paycheck, well at least my dad did um helping us and but my dad could my dad did what he could to make us happy um my whole family, but this opportunity is is something he wanted me to capitalize on and how he started teaching me about capitalizing opportunity. The one thing that always resonated about, about my dad with me and I pass on to others and I've mentioned it. So it may sound a little similar or different, but he always said, do better than me. Don't get stuck in life. Take all the blessings and advantages you can get. That's because he was a truck driver for years, 6am to 6pm. I sometimes would barely see him. uh, So it was hard. Uh, sometimes I wouldn't see him for a long time and I missed him and we all did. Um, but he just wanted to make sure me and my siblings just didn't become quotation truck drivers in life, you know, just a dead end job paid to the paycheck like, he wanted more. So that's why he, he forced me to do these capitalizations on these different opportunities. And obviously I was mad during those days, but now that's something I'm trying to pass on to you and my siblings and my son. Uh, so, like I said, from this point on, I learned to recognize these opportunities, and thanks to my dad, I learned to look for them as well. I could definitely sit here and do a two hour episode or more on these opportunities throughout my life and others that um that have told me about their opportunities. but I'm gonna talk about like one or two more um and then we'll we'll get to the insights so I did Boy Scouts when I was younger, and um, you know I did those those summer camps for uh, for a couple weeks. It was pretty cool. I loved those t- um, those trips. It was fun. Uh, but if you remember, if you know about Boy Scouts, or remember Boy Scouts. Uh, there's merit badges, so there's these little. Um, objectives that you have to do to obtain a badge that recognized that achievement so like if you wanted to do uh, a bear badge on fire building so you'd have to do like a log cabin fire a tp fire and then a fire out of like you know flint and stone something like that and if you got it boom you got the achievement and then you got the badge and then obviously there was other Written parts that you had to do as well. But that summer, my first summer at summer camp, I was a gamer. Obviously, I've made that clear so many times, but I thought of merit badges as these achievements and goals that I could do as like a video game. And so I did almost all the possible merit badges I could do in those two weeks. I did swimming, archery, fire building, stay stargazing. Uh, wilderness survival, medical treatment. I love that one. And even some stupid electricity, no offense to anybody who likes electricity stuff. I did it. I did it all. Um, I, I know I'm just like an overachiever. I did a lot, but I did it because I enjoyed it. And I loved that challenge. But I thought it was funny because also my troop leader told us to do as many as possible, you know, but I don't think she expected us to do, or at least me that many. Um, but it not only helped me in life because all these things can translate to your life. That's why Boy Scouts are so important, but it also helped me set up for my promotion to Eagle Scout because they saw, you know, I had two sashes for my Eagle Scout presentation because I had so many merit badges. Uh, so that was the fruition of my, of capitalizing opportunities such as summer camp. And it was amazing. It was great. And there were other trainings that I did. These training programs that were in Boy Scouts really set you up for life and career. And you could put it in your college uh, your college apps, whatever. I also capitalized on an opportunity that CVS gave me to become a certified technician during my college years that they paid for. I had to take a test. And that was great. Uh, that was That really helped me um, to solidify my understanding of the field and my experience. Besides that one, there's one more I want to talk about. Now, really quickly, I told you about programs um, and the next series of episodes, we're going to talk a little bit deeper about programs. But there was one at Columbia, and I mentioned this before that I did, and I really took advantage of this opportunity there. I, you know, it was two years at Columbia. I capitalized on all their opportunities. These opportunities included discounts, free classes, a super expensive laptop, being part of that community, and just being in New York City. I hate New York City, but being able to come home to New Jersey was the best thing. I, I don't know how people live there. No offense to all you New Yorkers, but you know, I'm sure that's how you feel about New Jersey. But anyway, That was a great opportunity, and I really appreciated the Columbia experience. But the one experience I want to leave off you with is my PhD program experience at Rutgers. Now, I knew I wanted to do, once I got accepted to the PhD program at Rutgers, I knew what I wanted to do, what I wanted to focus on. But the mentor and the advisor that I ended up having as my first lab rotation Really mentored me and really took care of me. Just he showed me the ropes and um, he gave me an opportunity that I don't I don't think other people had, Um, or you know what? Maybe they did and they just didn't take advantage of it. And what I'm talking about is he offered to you know I was emailing him and I was like, hey, I want to rotate in your lab as my first lab in August, and this was like in April, I was messaging him and he goes, sure. Why don't you come to Rutgers? I want to, I want you, I want to meet you and I want you to hear this presentation. So I went in, listened to the presentation, uh, and the heads of the program and the coordinator were there and I got to meet them. I got talking to them and they were really excited. And they're like, Hey, Dr. Nobody, we want you to start the program early. And I was like, early, what does that mean? They're like, in, instead of starting in August, you would start in June and you're essentially getting ahead of the curve because you get to start your rotations early without having to worry about taking courses. So I was like, heck yeah, of course I would do that. These rotations usually last about three months. So I got to start in June and then I would end in August, give or take some time, essentially getting the leg up here. Now, let me explain something before I go on. So I make it very clear with a PhD program, being able to start early is a game changer. First, I got three-month head start than anyone else in my cohort. Two, I didn't need to deal with courses at the same time. PhD-level courses are so intense. They are nothing like you've ever taken before. It was so hard. At that point in time, doing my PhD, I loved school, but boy, was that a really hard time. Three, I got first pick, essentially, because I had to pick the professors I wanted, which was the one I rotated first with. And uh, four, in theory, technically speaking, if I started sooner, I would end sooner. And that ended up being the case. And five, this one just a recent addition because uh, COVID hit. COVID messed up everyone's PhD life. Everyone, because we couldn't go... well. I graduated by then, but everybody who still was doing their PhD was delayed by a year or so, or maybe a couple months, depending on what kind of PhD you were doing or where you were, but that sucked. That really hurt people. I, a lot of people that started the three months after me didn't graduate for another year because of the, of, because of COVID. And that was unfortunate. So obviously I didn't know about COVID and, uh, it, it really helped me out. And as you know, when I talk about my PhD, I talk about, you know, how hard it was and atrocious the lab experience was. But this doing this set me up to get out of there sooner. So it was great. So the culmination of everything I had experienced and how important it is to take advantage of things, maybe say yes immediately. So yes to this opportunity to work at Rutgers sooner. Of course, I I understood the benefits and the advantages I got if I did capitalize on these opportunities. And of course, I talked to my wife about it, and she also agreed – because, you know, it was leading up to our wedding and I would have to work a little bit around our, our wedding, but she was fine. Um, so guess what? I got to start my PhD early and it was awesome. I got to meet a lot of people early on and make a name for myself. And that lab experience was amazing. It was great. So what am I trying to say in all this? Dr. Nobody's telling you, don't be complacent. You know, you can do better you know you have these opportunities. You're probably right now thinking about the opportunity that you just missed or you have sitting on your table right now. Don't get lazy, just do it. It's not gonna hurt. What's the worst that can happen? You don't like it and you have to stop it or whatever? I highly doubt it. If it's an opportunity, usually these opportunities are based on something you like or something you wanna do. So take advantage of it. As a parent myself of you know, my two-year-old son and then to my siblings, which are 20 and 16, I want to give them opportunities more than what my dad gave to me. And I feel like that's a, that's a, the circle of life that that's something that's always going to be. And then hopefully my siblings and my son do that for their, their, uh, sons and daughters take advantage of all the opportunities. Obviously, to a certain extent, you don't want to go overboard, but this simple pre-college program set me up for extremely successful college life. I got to skip my first year of bio courses and straight to go straight into sophomore and junior. What that ended up doing is I was able to take master level courses as a junior and senior, and I was able to do a lot more research. So I got to do more publications, got more exposure in different labs, more internships. It was wonderful. Starting my PhD so soon, totally changed my trajectory and life. Let me tell you, listen up. If I didn't take advantage of this program, I would 100% be one of those PhDs that got the delayed graduation because of COVID. And that would have been so devastating for me, not because of the delay, but for obviously other reasons. Did I know that these opportunities will set me up for success? Heck no. Of course not. I I can't tell the future. Could I just enjoyed all my summers and coasted? Totally. But I decided against it and I still enjoy myself doing what I loved. To be really honest, let me give you (laughs) sage advice of a 32-year-old, okay? You'll have time later to have fun. I promise. You can have fun later on. You can have fun while you work, while you do these different opportunities. I did for sure. Totally did. And I can tell you, I'm so proud of my younger self. Remember that thing I told you about that changed my life? Well, that was the passing of my mom. And that was the day after my PhD defense. Okay. If I didn't set myself up for success before all that, I would have to do a profession that I didn't want to do. Everything led up to that moment, that extra or that gain of three months that I did, if I didn't do that, my maybe my mom would have passed away at the same day and it would have ruined my PhD path. I would have had to shift careers and do something else. I don't know. I thank God that I don't have to experience that, but he set me up for great success. I just know that we always need to set ourselves up for the best opportunities for ourselves and for our loved ones. Capitalize on even the simplest opportunities. You never know how it might change your life later on. I hope you gained insights and are excited to find your own passions. This is just the beginning of becoming a someone, but specifically the someone you always wanted to be. In next week's episode, we're going to have back-to-back interviews with a program director that I had the privilege and honor to work through and with. And then another PhD and friend that has had tremendous success from capitalizing on all his opportunities he's ever given. Even, I would say, abusing his, his opportunities, but you'll hear it soon enough. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please do give me a like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And you could also visit my website, thedrnobodypodcast.com to learn more about my guests and listen to the episode again. And do I dare say maybe share it? (laughs) Thanks again for listening to the Dr. Nobody Podcast, where we turn nobodies to somebodies. Talk to you all very soon.